0: going to do fans, Andre Dawkins back with another episode of Dawkins on do this week. We have uh, my guy Ricky Price. We talk about everything from his high school, college, pro career, playing in a bunch of different countries and uh, get a little bit uh, about this year's team and how he feels about them and what he thinks are their keys moving forward. So like always, if you're enjoying, please uh, like, subscribe, comment, reach out to me on Twitter, Dre underscore Dawkins or to the network at the field of 68 on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you're thinking and let us know who you wanna hear from next. Uh, thanks again, hope you enjoy. All right, and uh, this week we got my guy, uh, Ricky Price. Ricky, welcome, thanks for coming on.
1: Absolutely, thanks for having me, long yeah. time coming.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, all right, so we start the pot off the same way with everybody, uh, we gotta get your, uh, what was your welcome to Duke moment?
1: Welcome to Duke moments. Uh, that's a good question.
0: Yeah. could be good, could be bad.
1: You know, I wasn't a huge Duke fan coming up. You know, I'm from uh-huh. Los Angeles, you know, I grew up uh, UCLA, UNLV, um, Arizona, more West Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got invited uh, to a UCLA Duke game in Party Pavilion. And uh, Duke came to town against UCLA. And my ears got perked up a little bit watching those guys get down. They mm-hmm. up, they lost that game. But, you know, for me, Duke was on the map. And then uh, Coach K started recruiting me uh, as a junior. And um, the rest is history. But that moment of watching them playing Potty Pavilion against one of my favorite teams, UCLA, kind of perked my interest. Cool.
0: Um, so, yeah, you just talked about being uh, from the West Coast. Um so how do they how do they get you out of the West Coast all the way over to the other side of the country?
1: Well, it was I think it was a perfect storm. Um, yeah. Both my parents went to UCLA. You know, the thought process was for everybody that I would go to UCLA, but I was a different breed. I just wanted to do something different. Um, I wanted to get you know out of California and really explore um, you know different avenues. I knew that the ACC was the best conference. In America, I want to challenge myself and play in playing the ACC, and I knew that Coach K was uh, was a pretty good coach, uh, if not the best at the time. And so I want mm-hmm. to challenge myself and uh, and do that as well. Um, to my surprise, you know, um, North Carolina, you know, really was a good look for me because you know this, the Research Triangle Park is great in terms of uh, a college atmosphere with all those schools uh, neighboring uh, Duke, and so um, you know, I got the HBU, the HBCU experience as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. Central. It was, uh, it was a good look.
0: Yeah. Um. What's kind of crazy is you weren't the guy who had the, the longest trek from high school that year. It was uh, actually Trajan all the way from all the way from Alaska. So, uh, I don't know who was doing that recruiting, but I was, you know you get a guy from California, and Alaska. It's kind of amazing.
1: It is. Um, <laughs> you know, look, I, I tell people this all the time. If you can play they will find you. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And Carlos Boozer, both from Alaska, mm-hmm. were two of the best players in the country in their classes. And uh, Trajan was the best shooter in our class. And uh, I was uh, probably the best athlete in our class. And so that year, we had a pretty good uh, recruiting hall along with Lojo. Uh, I wish our, uh, our record would have uh, <laughs> would have <laughs> dictated that. But uh, I, I still thought it was a good class.
0: Yeah, no, it was definitely 3 McDonald's All-Americans. Yeah. Um... Speaking of being the best athlete, you got the uh, McDonald's dunk contest win that year. What was that like?
1: That was impressive, man. Um, (laughs) It was one of my goals, you know, to to win the dunk contest. It's funny because me and Trajan, you know, still good friends. We were good friends then during the recruitment. I told him, I said, look, I'm going to be the first dude in McDonald's history to win the three-point contest and the dunk contest. How do you feel about that, Trey? <laughs> you're out of your you out of your goddamn mind. It's no <laughs> way so I was in the three point contest. So I failed miserably. Trajan ended up winning it. And then uh I won a dunk contest. So uh it was a good look.
0: Yeah. I mean it's not too bad. Uh you know both dookies got it so it's all good. Um so you, you said you knew Trajan a little bit in high school leading up to McDonald's game. Did you know Wojo as well, or was that kind of your first intro to him?
1: I did not know Wojo. I met Wojo for the first time at the McDonald's uh, All-American game. And, um, you know, cool dude um, from the beginning. Uh, a lot of synergy there. You know, uh, basketball is, is what binds us. And uh, Wojo and I are still good friends. Obviously, he's at Marquette doing quite well. Yeah. Um, and So our class is our class will, will forever be, you know, remembered. Um but
0: uh, is that a wild, is that a wild dog? <laughs> nah, he's not wild. <laughs> is that a wild <laughs> uh, That's our Husky, man. He likes, he likes to get, he likes to get on camera a little bit. So. No question. I, I like, I like, I like um, So being, being a West Coast kid, was there any adjustment for you when getting to the East Coast? I know it's, um, you know, y'all West Coast cats are real cool, real smooth. I mean, so, you know, was the East Coast a little different for you? There was a huge adjustment,
1: you know, obviously, California, we, uh, we get up and down a little bit. Um, But, you know, as a high school basketball player, like most high school basketball players, I really relished in my talent. And -hmm. so sometimes I didn't have to play hard to play well and dominate. And uh, because, you know, I was super athletic, quick first step, I could shoot and do all those things. I didn't have to go as hard. The biggest um, adjustment for me was how hard um, the college athlete has to play. And on every possession, you know this. Coach K requires you to play hard on every single possession, and um, I would take possessions off, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was a huge adjustment for
0: me. Yeah, I know. I the had field. to learn
1: quickly. Uh, <laughs> I had to learn quickly that uh, if you didn't play hard on every possession, especially on the defensive end, you weren't going to play.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so then you get to, you get to do. Uh, they're in the midst of like us amazing run of final fours national championships and then your freshman year Um, talk about the kind the frustrations of that year Um, for people who don't know that was the year coach had the back surgery and wasn't there for most of the year Um, so talk about I guess as a freshman you know I know you come in with a lot of expectation and especially Duke at that time was kind of running things and then um, you know, kind of getting hit, hit in the face with reality of, you know, coach being out and going through a pretty bad year record-wise?
1: Well, that's a good question, man. It was just a disappointing year uh, across the board. You know, as a freshman, um, you know, you, you like to have that support from uh, from your head coach, and uh, he just wasn't there. You know, obviously, he was out uh, with the back and um, exhaustion and the combination of both. We had him for 10 games. Um, we finished eight and two while he was on the bench as our head coach. And then once he left, um, you know, the wheels just fell off. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, you know, how great coaching does matter. And uh, you can see that <laughs> when he wasn't there. Uh, Pete Gardett was the head coach. You know, obviously Tommy Amaker is on the staff, uh, Mike Brazel on the staff, but it just wasn't enough to right the ship. We had a really good team, Cherokee Parks, Eric Mead, Chris Collins, Jeff Capel, Myself, Trajan, Wojo, Um, uh, Chris Collins, we got a really good team, but we just didn't have the right direction. And uh, when games were close and we lost, I think, 10 competitions by four points or less Mm -hmm. in the ACC. And that that comes down to coaching. We just didn't have the X and O uh, and the mentorship and the leadership, you know, to get it done at the highest level. And it will forever be remembered as one of the worst seasons um, in the Coach K era. Um, you know even though he didn't coach those games it was you know under his watch and so it was a, it was a frustrating time but the, the the great part about that is that we were 13 and 18 that year my sophomore year we were 18 and 13 and then i think my junior year we were like 26 and 7 and then my senior year we were like 32 and 4 and so yeah. Yeah, we you know we got better every year and progressed but um that year was a uh, that year was something uh that uh, you try to easily forget but you just can't
0: yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's interesting that you bring up that y'all lost 10 games by four points or less. It's kind of crazy because um, I remember, I don't know if it was my junior or my senior year, um, where a coach was talking to us. You know, we had a good record, and he was like, you know, we're whatever it was, 8-1, 9-1 or whatever. But he was like, you know, we could easily be, you know, 5-4, and four because, you know, we had squeaked out a couple of games by a few possessions, and it's, you know, just little things where the record may look, you know, you guys, freshman year, record looks bad, but, you know, you guys are competing in these games, and, you know, a few few possessions here, and there could flip, and the record looks completely different, and history, uh, you know, looks completely different. Yeah, it's funny,
1: man, you know, Wins and losses, you know, come at a fraction. They come at a fraction. Inch, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, if you don't have the right leadership and the right coaches, you know, leading you the right way, you can see that right now with Kentucky. You know, Kentucky is mm-hmm. a great basketball team. They have talent, you know, galore. But for whatever reason, Calipari can't seem to get these guys to play and get on the right page. And it just takes a small thing like that for you to be 5-1 one or 1-5. One and, and I'm not trying to, you know, bury Kentucky or anything like that, but you know, um, you know, having the right type of talent, having the right type of leadership, you know, equals wins and ultimately championships. And uh, for whatever reason, especially without him in the mix, we didn't have the right ingredient to be a, a really good basketball team.
0: Yeah. Then um, your sophomore year for you personally, you took a, a bit of a leap uh, on the court. And I mean, was that just being more comfortable, being put in better situations? What do you think?
1: Um, You know, just me growing as a basketball player. You know, I improved tremendously um, my freshman year to my sophomore year. Um, I added a few elements to my game, uh, a three-point shot that was more consistent. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got more moves off the bounce. I was already pretty quick and athletic, and I just, you know, uh, continued to get stronger. Um, I added a little bit more weight. And then confidence. You know, I'd have been in the system for one year, and um, I knew what was expected. And uh, we also had uh, uh, an injury. Uh, Trajan got hurt mm-hmm. my sophomore year, which opened up even more playing time on the perimeter. Um, and so the perfect storm of all those things happening and me improving as a basketball player led to me having my best season. Um, you know, all ACC selection. Um, you know, I was on a couple draft boards. You know, after my sophomore year, and um, you know, I could see that I was developing into a really good basketball player.
0: Yeah. And then was that the year? Because I, I did did a little bit of research. Was that the year you hit the game winner against Maryland? That was. That yeah, month. yeah. Well, what was what was that like? I mean, I I ain't hit no ACC game winners, and I'm sure hitting one at Maryland has to be pretty uh, has to feel pretty good.
1: Well, to this day, that's probably the greatest uh, individual um, moment that I've had as a basketball player. You know, hitting that game with a shot. I had a pretty good game. I think I finished with 15 points that game, but. Um, the backdrop of that, you know, is really what made the shot really special for me. Two weeks earlier, I missed a shot against Carolina at the buzzer, mm-hmm. and so uh, Wojo had the basketball top of the key, kicked to me on the right wing, shot fake, one dribble, pull up, uh, straight as an arrow, but it was short. Mm. And um, you know, you could see Vince Carter raising his hands, you know, <laughs> like you know, I'm victorious. Carolina wins. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I remember being in the shower. You know, I was the last one out the locker room and I was saying to myself, you know, water just raining down my head. I'm saying to myself, if I ever get an opportunity to hit a game winning shot, I swear to God, I'm gonna knock it down. Yeah. Look, I can't make this stuff up. <laughs> two weeks later. Yeah. Two weeks later against Maryland, same situation. Bojo has the basketball. This time I'm on the left wing. Mm-hmm. He penetrates, he kicks to me. Um, shot clock running down. And as soon as I shot it, um, you know, I just I knew it was good. High arching shot, didn't touch anything, man. And it's just the the exhilaration of 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 hitting a game winner, you know, at Maryland, which is a, a real
0: hostile environment. Hostile, very hostile.
1: You know what I'm saying? Was it's easily my greatest moment as a uh, Duke basketball player.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask because I saw it was um it was straight cash. I was going to ask if you if you knew uh, when it left the fingers that it was good because T- it, it looked like you had to because it, it, it was it was too pure of a shot for you not to know it was cash.
1: You one of the best shooters to ever come through, man. You know, when the shots just. Yeah, cool. yeah, everything <laughs> was perfect on that from the follow through to the to the height. And um, I didn't rush. I mm-hmm. took my time. Um, but most importantly, I wasn't thinking about the Carolina shot. You know, mm-hmm. I, just, I just shot it, man. And uh Guy
0: wanted it, went in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's important, man. Those those game winning shots is um, to know how much time you have, so you don't have to rush. I was actually watching uh, Oklahoma Texas Tech last night, and guy had a a a bunny put back layup, and he he rushed it because he thought he didn't have, you know, he thought he had to get it off, Mm -hmm. and he had, you know, he had time to just catch it and lay it up, and um, yeah, but that's one of the big things in, in in game winning shots is knowing how much time you have to shoot it because a lot of times guys yeah. you see guys catch it and just fling it up and they got another mm-hmm. half second or second or so to get it off absolutely
1: absolutely um you know these are the moments that you that you visualize and imagine as a kid you know what i'm talking about man oh yeah me and my
0: dad used to do it all the time we used to play a game based on Three, two, one, you had to catch it and try and get a shot off.
1: <laughs> so even though you're hitting the game winning shot at that moment in your head, you've been there before. Mm-hmm. You've mm-hmm. been there before. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I have been there hundreds hundreds of times, three, two, one. Mm-hmm. And the crowd goes, Wow, yeah, I'm yeah. running, I'm going. And everything that happened happened for me when I visualize it as a kid mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not trying to say I'm deja vu or some type of, you know, New type of, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. I need, yeah. I need the lottery numbers if you on that, man. <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's just how it happens, man. You got to visualize and imagine it first.
0: Absolutely. So then um, <clears throat> post due career, um, you play overseas. Talk about a bit about that. Your experience playing, it seemed like you played in a bunch of different countries, France, Germany, I think Finland was in there.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, basketball has afforded me a great opportunity, man, to actually see the whole world. And mm-hmm. I have and put my foot on just about every major country uh, in the world. And it's only because I was able to play the game of basketball. And my uh, basketball career as a professional was um, was interesting, to say the least. You know, obviously, um, as a McDonald's All-American, you know, most of my peers, you know, were able to go on to the NBA. And I had various NBA tryouts and different things like that. Um, but I was always a step too short, you know, to make, you know, the big show. And the closest I came was in, uh, in Detroit in 2001. I was the last cut for them. And uh, heartbreaking, you know, when you get that phone call, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't it ain't room service calling you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: It, <laughs> yeah. it, it was Joe Dumars and he's, and he's telling you how great you did, but, you know, we're gonna have to let you go. And it's a tough pill to swallow, but luckily in professional basketball, there's other avenues you can still continue your career. And um, playing overseas was a great way to do that. And, um, you know, two years in France, um, Finland, uh, Venezuela, China, um, Slovenia, I mean, you name it, passport full of stamps. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a great experience, man.
0: Yeah. So, um, out of those countries, which one was your favorite to play in?
1: I would say two countries stand out the most um, France. I did two years in France. Mm-hmm. You know, huge soccer country, is oh, yeah. another sport, but uh, basketball is a close second, man. They love their basketball in France. And uh, I played in Nancy, which is a college town. And then I played in Saint-Étienne, which is about an hour from uh, Lyon. Um, and, you know, those two experiences were incredible. The second one would probably be the Philippines, which is right. more of okay. a spring league. Um, you know, they do um, more of a three to six month league. And uh, that was incredible. The Philippines was great because it was westernized. Yeah, you, know, you had American restaurants. Everybody spoke English. The weather's incredible. Um, it was really, it was really a fun time.
0: Where was the best food? Ooh,
1: <laughs> best food. Um, that's a good question. That is a good question. You know, I would have to probably say two places stick out. The Philippines was good because they had all those American restaurants. Mm-hmm. You could get that American flavor. But you know, I'm from California, man, so I'm good on Latin, Mexican yeah, yeah, yeah. food. And so when I played in Venezuela, the whole rice and beans. Oh yeah, you're um, right at home. home. Yeah, and it's like it's not that Tex-Mex, you know, on yeah, yeah. Food. <laughs> It's that authentic, you know, where yeah. everybody got a sombrero. Don't nobody speak English. Yeah, yeah. It's that real enchilada, not that, not that Taco Bell enchilada. It's that real, <laughs> it's that real joint.
0: Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, so then you know, you end your playing career. Um, a lot of guys trend towards coaching um you went the agent route what made you um do that
1: well you know for me um and you're absolutely right you know when you finish school uh, as a basketball player you finally hang them up you know you go into probably three directions you know coaching you know sports marketing or you know you hit the espn booth and you do some um analyst work and those are the three natural progressions you know for a basketball player and i knew that um you know because i had some tremendous contacts overseas and because you know um i was a pretty good recruiter um you know i wanted to sports marketing first mm-hmm. and uh it was a great opportunity i learned an awful lot uh doing that um the problem was is that you know when you're an agent there's so many big fish out there many other agents that have you know nba yep. guys and when you're trying to recruit those same guys you know if you don't have the cachet you kind of get you know, squandered you know? and so most of our guys were overseas and uh, the issues there were, um, you know, players getting paid on time, oh, yeah. agents getting their agent fees on time and it was always a fight, you know, to, to get deals done in Europe, you know, because they just everyone has a different law and they don't really govern the same way and so after a while, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this and so, um, you know, that kind of led me into, you know, what I'm doing now. Uh, game ready skill development which is uh you know training uh the next you know batch of uh of guys but um you know that experience of being in sports marketing was was great because it helped me see the business of basketball especially from the other side
0: yeah what is it about um training kids that drew you in that direction
1: you know um i found myself always working with kids Mm -hmm. and, and coaching you know, working several years at Duke camp, you know that. Yep. Um, you know, those are huge camps and I always work camps and I always, you know, gave people nuggets on, uh, you know, moves and different th- philosophies of thinking and, um, you know, how to be a better basketball player. And So for me, it was really the natural progression. I wish I would have did it first. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably be, uh, I'd have a lot more money if I did it that way, <laughs> 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 but um, it worked out perfect because... You know, I have a natural um, feel for kids and they draw to me and I'm able to mentor and help and able to give them all the things they need. And um, here in North Carolina, basketball is king. You know, all yeah, these kids have absolutely. aspirations of being a Duke or North Carolina basketball players. Um, but a lot of those kids will never reach that goal. Um, but it's the, it's the journey that the parents are interested in. You know, yeah. combination of hard work, um, perseverance, mental toughness, uh, and just the fact that, you know, you have to go for it and work at it. And as a result, you know, um, it, it's, 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 it's been great. 11 yeah. years in and we're still ticking.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned obviously basketball being king in North Carolina, everybody wanting to be, you know, play at one of the, <clears throat> one of the schools in the area. Talk a little bit about why it's important for you, um, to bring some of us into your camps and and talk to the kids and kind of help the kids out because, um, you know, when I was there every summer, you know, get a call from Ricky, hey man, you know, can you come out, talk to the kids a little bit and hang out for a little while during your camp. So talk a little bit about why that's important uh, for them.
1: Well, it's very important. I mean, we, um, you know, we teach in, in, a, in a couple of different levels. You know, we do our individual training, um, our speed and agility training. Uh, we do camps and we do clinics. What you're referring to uh, is probably our biggest event of the year, which is our summer camp, which is mm-hmm. a more two week summer camp in the summer. And we've had um, several uh, Duke players come through, including yourself. And I will say that you put on an absolute show with your shooting <laughs> uh, exhibition that you did for the campers. They're still talking about that. Like, yo, he was shooting <laughs> half court. His regular form, how was he able to do that? Practice. <laughs> he works at it. Yeah. And so that's that's the nugget that I want that I want them to see. The fact that you work at it and you had to—you didn't skip any steps. You didn't skip any steps, and hard work, you know, perseverance, mental toughness, uh, athleticism, a little bit of luck—all those things combined got you to be the athlete that you were, and to become one of the you know, you know great shooters at Duke. And it's important for these kids to see that. You know, it's one thing for me to talk about it, but I need to bring somebody else who's actually doing it and did mm-hmm. it. You know. Um, Um, and this year we had Wendell Moore. He came and spoke to the kids, um, at our summer camp this year. And obviously, um, after his freshman year, hitting the game winning shot against Carolina, you know, you could hear a pin drop when he was speaking to the kids because, you know, he was the best player in North Carolina when he came out. Uh, um, and, um, you know, he was a really good player and they wanted to hear what he had to say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about this year's team. Um, I know you're still a super fan, so I know you're. I know you're watching them. Uh, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, this year's team is uh, not as talented as we've had before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. I think the freshmen that we have are going to take some time. You know, you're not going to get results from these guys immediately. Um, coach is going to have to do an incredible job of slowing the game down and really teaching this team how to how to gel together. Um, you know, the talent level is not what we had before. There's no Zion Williamson's or R.J. Barrett's on this team, or Jason It's not going to get that. Um, you know, what I'm hoping for, we talked about Wendell Moore, is that, that he could come out of this slump and uh, start to play better. Uh, Matthew Hurt is already doing that. But we need those two, uh, if you can believe it, they're, they're our leadership. They're yeah, our yeah. yeah sure. They're our leadership. We need those two to really lead the team. And then we need the freshmen, you know, to step in and chip in, you know, where they can. Um, this is going to have to be a blue-collar effort. Uh, defensively going to have to lock down and, um, you know, really, um, you know, kind of kind of play the game differently in terms of um, slowing the game down and getting after defensively. If they can do that, I think they'll compete in the ACC, you know, um, but I don't think this team is a, is a final four team or or a top uh, ACC level team. I think this team is going to have to scrap and fight for everything.
0: Yeah. 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 It is interesting because they do obviously have a really good class collectively, um, but I think it's one of the few classes in the last few years that doesn't have a guy, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's just like, okay, here you go. uh, Like go do something. And so I think that that'll be a bit of an adjustment. I think collectively they have a lot of talent in that freshman group, um, but this is a team that's gonna have to play more as a team and, you know, rely on each other to score and then get baskets and move ball movement and things like that. <clears throat> what do you think? I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, what do you think in terms of this team's ceiling and this team's basement? You've played, obviously we talked about earlier, you've played on both sides of that where, you know, you're getting a 31 season and you've, you know, had a losing season. So what do you think this team's ceiling basement is and what is the determining factor on, you know, whether they reach their ceiling?
1: Well, there's a couple of things, you know, usually Duke teams gel awfully early. We usually mm-hmm. get off the good starts, And for whatever reason this year, we haven't, even though I think the record is five and two or something like that, or four yeah. um, you know, big losses to Michigan State and Illinois, you know, both teams are highly physical and senior and junior led teams. You know, this team struggled against, uh, you know, um, experience. What I'm hoping for, and what could happen for this team, is that this team can get better. If if this, if this team is playing their best basketball towards the end of February, I mean, it could it can get scary because um, you know they we have some pieces. Um, you know, Jalen Johnson is a really good player. Um, you know, I'm hope, hoping that he will you know um, become the player that everyone thought he would be. And then I'm waiting on Roach to really show what he can do and lead this team. I love Stewart. Um, I think he's a great scorer. And uh, I think Matthew Hurt is uh, is Larry Bird all over again. Light. He's Larry Bird light.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, hold on now. Hold on. <laughs> He's Larry Bird light.
1: Uh, but, um, you know, I, I think they've got a their finish line has to be a little bit further out. Yeah. You, you got to hope that you're playing your best basketball in late February.
0: Yeah. I think this team is interesting because aside from, I would say Matt, you don't really know who's going to do what you know night in and night out and obviously you want to have a bit you want to have a bit of consistency from guys but i think that could be a weapon for them is you know when you're preparing for them it might be dj you know it might be Jamin. it might be wendell um you know who's that secondary guy giving us a bunch of <clears throat> giving us those extra points that we need behind matt
1: absolutely i think it, it has to be jayden Jalen. is it it's, it's jayden johnson right yeah. Yeah. It has to be Jalen Johnson, you know, doing that. I mean, I really like his game, um, especially from an athletic standpoint. I mean, he gets up and down the floor quickly mm-hmm. the combination of him and Matt out there because they're two different type of players. I think they can work well together. Stewart to me is like, he's like the, the third guy that could come. And he's an instant bucket. Yeah. Um, the way he plays and how hard he plays. I love how he gets after it. If he can end up being that third guy, and then if we can get Wendell, you know what I'm saying, to play like we know he can play, you know, this team, you know, the, the, the dynamics change. And so, um, you know, it's promising, but, you know, promising doesn't win you championships. No, AFC, no, not at all. Or nationally. You know, <laughs> promising is just a promise. Yeah. See it. And, um, you know, Notre Dame's game was really was really good. That was a good test. And I, I saw some better things out of, out of our guys, but I got to see it consistently.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jalen, obviously he's got the foot injury. Um, what do you think is the key for the team while he's out, you know, to replace his production? I think Jamin, uh,
1: you know, Brakefield, I mean, this is an opportunity for him to step in and, and get some minutes. I really like his game.
0: Yeah. He's, he's been, he's been good.
1: He's a jack of all trades inside out. You know, he doesn't look like he's a basketball player. He just looks like he's kind of like out there, but then when you get, when you see him play the three-point shot, trail position four three. He'll rebound, put back, he'll drive to the I mean, he he can go. This is an opportunity for him to kind of carve his way in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I really do think we need to really uh use our bigs a little bit more. You know, Mark Williams, um, you know, can be a threat if used correctly. His sheer size of altering and blocking shots, I think is great. Um, you know, we got to get him more, you know, um, more into the game. Um, and if they can do that. You know, I think they'll be good. Um, in terms of, of Johnson's foot, I hope he heals. It seems like every year we're getting a guy hurt, right?
0: Yeah, we get a foot injury every year. I swear, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, how hard Willis, uh, you know, you know, pushing him and, and workouts, man. But every it's always a foot. Yeah, yeah we gotta fix this issue, man. Yeah. But uh, I talked to Coach Carroll. He said that uh, it's not a it's not a pressing issue, and that he should be back in a couple weeks. Uh, he may have a chance to play in the pick game. Who knows? But you know, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I Like you mentioned, Mark uh, Williams. I actually liked what I saw from him in the Notre Dame game. He got a chance to start played the first few minutes. Uh seemed like he had a nice little hook shot um, and, you know, being seven feet long arms is great for us on the defensive end have a rim protector. So, yeah, I'm excited to see um, how he develops and and what he does over this year and, you know, for the rest of his career.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's a guy I think will will develop later.
0: But yeah,
1: you, you, you stick him around for three or four years, man. I think you'll have a chance, man. I, I, I like what I see from him, man. And, um, you know, but this this whole freshman class, I wouldn't be surprised if all guys came back. And if all guys do, you know, three years, even Jalen Johnson. Um, you know, I think he's on some draft boards now, but, you know, he needs some refinement. He needs some refinement needs a second year. Um, you know, may do him may do him service, but we'll
0: see. Yeah, this team, I mean, with this class, like you said, if they do end up coming back for at least another year, they could be really, really dangerous, um, especially if Jalen uh, gets in the gym this summer and puts together, you know, some kind of a consistent jump shot, um, it's kind of where his game is lacking at the moment. But, you know, if he could shoot and I'm not saying he needs to shoot 40%, but, you know, if he can shoot 36, 37% from three, then he's then he's a real real, real problem for people because wow. then you got to get a little bit closer to him and, uh, you know, with his athletic ability, ability to drive, that, you know, that's a problem for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Hey, so who do you think he plays like? There's a guy that I'm thinking he plays like, you know. I think um, he's...
0: When I was actually thinking about this the other day, I think he's in the most respectful way possible. He's like he's been he's like a poor man's Ben Simmons to me.
1: That is a great, that is a great, yes. I like that. I was thinking more of a poor man's Giannis. Mm. You know, he'll get the rebound himself, he'll push he'll it push himself, it, yeah. he'll go all the way. You know, Giannis is obviously a little bit bigger but you know Giannis doesn't have the consistent jump shot either but yet yeah. he still dominates yep. in the paint and um if he can develop you know that type of game you know maybe there's a place for him um at the next level
0: Yeah I think so I I said I said Ben Simmons cuz I think he he's a bit more of a willing passer um and you know talking to Seawell and a few of the guys they watching him in practice every day, they say, you know, he's, he's really good. He's a really good passer. So that was uh, kind of my comparison, but yeah, I mean, I think those two guys are great comps for him because like you said, Giannis isn't a guy who's <clears throat> shooting a ton of threes and still finds a way to get in the paint and, and kill people. So, you know, if he gets, if he has the mindset of just, I'm gonna, you're going to have to stop me from getting into this paint, then, yeah, he becomes a big problem with his athletic ability for sure. All right. So <clears throat> last thing I got for you um, is how we've been ending the pie the last few weeks. I need your all-time duke starting five and oh, sit and a six man.
1: And a six man.
0: And a six man. <laughs> yep. You gotta win it. You gotta you got a national championship game, you gotta win. You need five guys and a six man. Oh, yeah. That
1: that is awfully tough. (laughs) But as always, Ricky P, baby, will rise to the occasion (laughs) to give you the best list possible.
0: (laughs) Uh, All right, Um, here we go.
1: At the one, I'm taking Kyrie Irving. Okay. At the one. At the two, I'm taking Jason Tatum.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: At the three, I'm taking Grant Hill. Yep. At the four, I'm taking Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. At the five, ooh, this is where it gets kind of tough for me. I could go small, bro. I could give you a lot of things, but I'm gonna have to go with late.
0: Okay. Well.
1: People don't understand, man. Late was a dog, man. Yeah. He was a dog. You can say what you mean about yeah. him. He's the dude, I want to see that dude.
0: He's the at worst the second best college basketball player ever.
1: Yes. And then coming off the bench, Andre Dawkins, <laughs> Ricky Price. Nah, I'm not gonna do that to us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're, we're trying to we're trying to win a game, so no, I don't I'm not know. Yeah. yeah i'll i watch i'll watch this one
1: uh that is a great question man for that six man um mm, mm, mm. i'm probably gonna go with uh <laughs> damn what do you go with for that six what do you go with for that six i'm probably gonna go with uh oh my god you know what I'm going with Johnny. Okay. I'm going with Johnny Dawkins, you know, because he can give me a bucket. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Bucket. He can give you, he played play the one, play the two. Yeah.
1: And that's no disrespect, you know, to the rest of the guys. There's so many great basketball players to come through. Um, but JJ Redick will be another one too. I need a shooter, you know, where you have great shooting on this team. But I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna stick to my guns and go with uh go with Johnny Dawkins. All right,
0: please, please. I gotta hear
1: your six. I gotta hear <laughs> <hit> your six.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll make it. all right. How about the I'll make a counter team and I won't use any of your guys.
1: Oh wow. Well, but well, then we gonna smash you. Then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll make a team to play you guys. Okay. So ah, that's tough though. That's gonna be tough. So I'm gonna go Jay Will. Uh yeah, I'll go Jersey. <laughs> Can I make uh, some changes?
1: Can I make nah, some changes? Nah,
0: no, no, no. You're locked in. You're locked in. We gonna yeah. So we're gonna do Jersey on Jersey PGs uh, at the two. That's tough because you put you got Tatum at the two. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of length. That's a lot that's of gonna be length. That's a problem. At the right
1: two. There. that Tatum Grant Hill wing yeah, is going to be a problem. And then with Zion, that's going to be a problem. for you. Yeah.
0: All right, so at the two, I got to put some length there to match up. So I'll go R.J. Barrett at the two. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, um, I'm going to go Shane Battier at the three.
1: Mm. Defensively,
0: you guys are solid. Yeah, we we got a little bit of defense going. At the four, ooh, this is a tough one. Who am I putting at the four? I don't know who I'm putting at the 4. Um I'm going to skip the 4 for right now. At the 5, I know who I'm putting. I'm putting um Elton Brand at the 5.
1: Ooh, EB at the 5. Yeah, we
0: we going we going to dump that into the paint a little bit for you. Um off the bench I think I'm going Mike Dunleavy off the bench. So
1: you, I'm just you're not going to put Brandon Ingram in your in your uh, at your at your 4 position. There's your point,
0: right there. Actually, yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll go Ingram at the three, Battier at the four. So we'll go J. Will, R.J., B.I., Shane, Elton, Dunleavy off the bench.
1: I like it. Dunleavy's a big-time shooter, too. You know yeah,
0: got the shooting. That's a, nice, that's a
1: nice squad, Young Dawkins. That's a nice squad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad.
0: That's not bad. But I still think we went by 20. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a bit much, man.
1: <laughs> Kyrie
0: Irving at the point? You saw him the last Yeah, day. Ky and Jay, though. Yeah, Jay. Jay. was a monster. I can't believe I, can't believe yeah, I forgot Yeah, Jay. Jay, Jay, Jay's, Jay's gonna call you in a, in a little he bit. He is gonna
1: call
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, that's all I got for today. Appreciate you coming on, man. Take it easy.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, this was a pleasure at any time, man. Uh, you know, I love to talk basketball. I love to talk hoops. I love what you're doing, man. I think this is a great avenue for you, man.
0: Appreciate Much it. Love. Hey, uh, before you go, uh, for people in the Charlotte area, uh, just what's the name of your your company down there again?
1: Yes, Game Ready Skills and Development Training. The website is GameReadyCOT.com. Actually, we have a, a guard clinic coming up uh, December 28th. You have uh, no plans for Christmas in your home. Sit on the couch doing nothing. We'd love for you to come out and spend some time working on your game at the Game Ready Holiday Guard Clinic, uh, Game Ready CLT to register and for more information.
0: Cool. Appreciate it. If you're in the North Carolina, Charlotte area, check Ricky out, man. Um, please, kids, get on YouTube, check his highlights out. The man is a walking, talking bucket.
1: <laughs> Yo, Dre, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having
0: me. Yes, sir.